My name is Christian Cuginello, and you're listening to Pro Cross Talk. On driver. Steyer wins. Hands off for Rabel. Switches hands and scores. Kylie O'Miller showing off those shifty skills. Right off the bat, there's Lyle Thompson. Three seconds on the shot clock for Cuccinella. One-handed rapper scores. Welcome to Pro Lacrosse Talk, the voice of Pro Lacrosse. I'm Hutton. He's Adam. Together, we're bringing you interviews with your favorite players and coaches, as well as news from all four professional lacrosse leagues. We're here with Christian Cuccinello, attackman with the Water Dogs Lacrosse Club in the PLL and former Villanova Wildcat. Christian, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot for having me on. Really appreciate it. No, we appreciate you coming on, um, and you know, hope you're staying safe. You know, during this coronavirus pandemic, but you know, it gives us a little bit more time to interview uh, athletes like yourself. But uh, we want to start off a, a little bit at the beginning of your lacrosse career. You grew up in Mountain Lakes, New Jersey, um, where you're a 2014 New Jersey Player of the Year. Um, tell me when you first started playing lacrosse, though. What drew you to the sport initially? Uh, yeah, growing up in Mountain Lakes, uh, lacrosse was huge in the community. It was a great opportunity to, to bring everyone together. And, um, you know, you kind of grew up with a stick in your hands. So uh, I've been playing for as long as I can remember. It was a way to meet friends and, uh, you know, bond as a as a unit with a bunch of people in the community and within your grade. Um, and it kind of just love for the game just kind of grew from there and had the opportunity to watch some great players come through who went on to play collegiately and professionally and uh, just wanted to follow in their footsteps. Yeah, that's awesome. And then after moving to New Jer- from New Jersey, you headed down to the Philly area and ended up uh, playing your college ball at Villanova where you were an All-American and finished uh, your career tied for fifth all-time in, in career points with 168. What really influenced your decision to head to Nova? Uh, so my mother and, uh, my uncle were both going over grads. So I grew up, uh, I had wildcat in my blood and, um, you know, I was a big Villanova basketball fan. And as a family, we would always go down for, um, you know, a game or two during the basketball season and a lacrosse game if we can get out, um, schedule permitting. Um, so when Villanova presented me the opportunity, there was a lot of other schools that I had liked and, um, were strongly considering, but, um, you know, with the ties that I had there and the familiarity I had with the with the school and, you know, the distance only being two two hours or so away from home, which is a pretty ideal distance to get out a little bit, but also have the proximity to my family to come watch me play. Um, and then obviously the staff, it was uh, it was pretty much a, a no brainer from there. It was it was an awesome opportunity that, you know, I'm grateful came knocking. Since graduation, have you been to Finner and since it's been remodeled? Yeah, yeah, I went to two games last year, awesome. and um, it's pretty incredible what they got going down there. Yeah, it's an great. awesome, intimate atmosphere in, in the Finneran Pavilion. It's small, but it's obviously brand-new, state-of-the-art, yeah. and um, it just makes for a great game day. Yeah, my, I'm a, I'm from Delco originally, and I have a bunch of buddies still still in the Radnor area, and that, and they have season tickets. So I go to a couple games a year with them. It's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. You've got to link up at one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, and then, you know, that kind of took you, uh, you kind of put were put on the um, pro radar when you got drafted to the Atlanta Blaze in 2018. Um, and you were a Rookie of the Year candidate in your first season as a pro. Uh, how were you able to kind of take your game to the next level going from Villanova to the pros? Was there a big jump or was it kind of a natural progression? Um, there was definitely a, a big jump in terms of the playing style, which took some adjusting um, for me personally based off of the style that we were, we were playing at school. I'm obviously, you know, the ball is in my stake a lot my senior year. Um, as kind of the quarterback of the offense, primary ball carrier. And then playing with Kevin Rice, who was 
taking on that role with the blaze. So I had to kind of work a little bit more off ball, um, get used to how I can fit into to the offense, which start resulted in me starting out actually coming out of the box, which is also um, relatively new to me. But, um, you know, I was really grateful to have guys like Kevin, Adam Gittleman, Scott Ratliff, Matt Gibson, Tommy Palasek, who um, obviously helped me on the field to be successful, but more importantly, just kind of showed me the ropes of pro lacrosse. And, you know, those guys were, uh, you know, big brothers to me, still are to this day. And, um, you know, like you, you kind of see it. There's so many talented guys who come out of school and, you know, they only get one or, one or so opportunities to kind of make it happen um, in the pro game. And sometimes mm-hmm. they fizzle out and sometimes they knock it out the park. And I feel very grateful to have encountered all those guys to show me the ropes and help my transition to become somewhat seamless, which has enabled me to continue playing along and not be, you know, one of those guys who didn't get to, you know, pursue their dream of continuing playing. So credit a lot to those guys. And, um, you know, we had a a great staff and a really cohesive unit down there in Atlanta. I think we probably set the record for number of flight changes um, (laughs) after games with, just guys who just wanted to stick around and hang out with each other. So um, it was a pretty awesome experience and kind of put me on a trajectory to to be able to continue playing and um, understand what it takes to to be successful. That's great. And, you know, you followed some of uh, those aforementioned teammates uh, to the PLL last season with the Archers, got to play with them again. And uh, you you came up really big for them down the stretch, 17 points in the last 11 games of the season. How do you think your game progressed last season, and what was it like in year one of the PLL? Year one of the PLL was was incredible. Um, The operations and, you know, the, the player experience was unlike anything I've ever experienced before. Um, in terms of my progression with the archers, just it, it took some time to kind of find out where I can plug in. Again, um, you know, there were some familiar faces, but a lot of guys um, were new to me, um, were new to everybody. And, um, you know, there was different opportunities out there, the way that the season kind of went along. And, you know, we needed some more dodging pop. And uh, that's what I consider to be a strong suit. Coach plugged me in and, um just tried to contribute in any way possible. Um, so, again, it was really just a lot about finding exactly where my skill set aligns with, with what we had going on there. But, um, you know, it did take some time, but I'm happy I got the, the opportunity. And, you know, I'll obviously miss those guys. Those dudes were awesome. And having played with some of those guys for two years, it was tough to, to say goodbye. But I'm obviously extremely excited for the opportunity with the new squad and can't wait to get rolling. You know, and you you mentioned you know being on the the water dogs. Uh, were you surprised that you went unprotected? Um, and after going unprotected, were you anticipating that you would be drafted by the water dogs? Well, I wasn't necessarily totally surprised. I knew I was probably right in between the you know like ten to twelve range that we had going, and um, you know someone was gonna get their feelings hurt on our team, and we were gonna lose a couple guys who had previously contributed in a pretty large way, whenever it was me or um, someone else in another position. So it really just depended on what coach prioritized and what he thinks um, was available. There's so many different variables that go into the decision. So, I mean, you're not going to get too many headliners out of me in terms of, like, my frustration with it. Um, I, I understood, um, you know, I think pro across, I learned this, as I started to learn more of it this summer, is a war of attrition, as mm-hmm. for a teammate of mine, Davey Emma says. And um, the guys who can stay neutral and the guys who can – 
um, continue, continue to find positives out of every situation are going to be the ones that last the longest and the guys who get, you know, pretty worked up, um, sometimes that could get in the way of their performance. So, um, I, I had a feeling I would be a pretty decent candidate from, for the water dogs. Um, but again, a lot of it was, I had no idea what coach Copeland was planning to build and what he wanted to build. And when he found out he saw me in, in that vision for, um, his first squad and what he was looking to build, I was really excited about it. Um, Obviously, you know, you, you love to be – you want to be wanted um, no matter what the situation is. And your Coach Copeland wanted me on his squad and thought I could contribute in, in any way possible. It was a good feeling. And, again, uh, you know, tough to say goodbye to a lot of those guys that I've created relationships with um, and showed me the ropes. But, um, you know, it's a pretty awesome opportunity to be a part of an expansion team in year one. Um, awesome logo and color scheme. Great coaching staff. Great leadership great mix of guys in terms of personalities that we've seen already. So should be a blast. You know, for sure. And I, I like your mentality going into because there's so many different factors, you know, whether, you know, some coaches I'm sure left players unprotected, you know, with the hope that they would, you know, maybe come back on the team. And um, again, you know, it's just, again, a lot of different factors. So I think you have the right mentality and, you know, we're excited to watch you on the water dogs in 2020. Yeah. Appreciate it. And one player I, I fully expect you to be really eager to play with is fellow Wildcat alum, Brian Carolunas. Talk about your excitement uh, to get on the field with him. Oh, yeah. BK is uh, – he, he's a legend in every sense of the word. Um, he's a quiet guy. He goes out of business nice and quiet. He's, he's like a silent assassin. But uh, <laughs> when you look at what he's done over the course of his career, it, it's pretty superb. Um, he's just consistently been, been one of the best. He's in between the lines. He, he wreaks havoc. But uh, – more importantly, he's you know when you when you got when you go to Villanova and you decide to you know be a part of that family. Brian Carolunas is always one of the names that that sticks out. Um, mm-hmm. he, he really kind of embodies a lot of the core values that we're trying to mold in, into our players um, and people. And um, so I, I've been following him ever since I was young and, and going through the process, and then following his pro career and some of these, this USA stuff he's been involved in. Um, so to have the opportunity to, to play with him is going to be pretty awesome. Um, going to try to be a sponge and absorb mm-hmm. as much as I can, as well as try to stay away from him in, in training <laughs> and practice. Cause I don't, I don't want to look dumb out there by going up against him. I feel, I feel you on that one. Um, anyone else particular on the water dogs you're really excited uh, to play alongside with? There's a ton. Um, I mean, Kieran McCardle, uh, a big East fellow, big East mm-hmm. guy. He's a Johnny. Um, but, I remember him, and uh, they had a guy, I think his name was like Cernudo or something, another attacking that he played alongside with. He was electric, Kieran, um, at St. John's, was single-handedly keeping, putting that team on the on the radar, um, both in conference and nationally. And he's, again, someone who's been around um, a long time and someone who understands the ins and outs of, of pro lacrosse. So um, on the offensive end, someone I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to mm-hmm. learning and you know, it's tough to hone in on a lot on anyone specifically outside sure. of that. There's just a ton that uh, I've had some previous connections with that are just great dudes, great personalities, and um, you know, are just as eager as me to to get going. Awesome. You know, that's we're excited to see you guys all you know come together. And you know, how have your initial conversations with Coach Copeland been? Um, and what are you looking forward to most? You know, from his vision. Conversations with Coach Copeland have been great. Um, he's a very straightforward guy, which I admire and appreciate right off the bat. Um, someone who's been clear in terms of what he's looking for um, as, as players and, and as teammates. Um, 
someone who's been making the extra effort already in these weeks leading up during these tough times to keep everyone together and keep our goals, um, you know, at the top of our priority list. Um, he's, he's someone who I'm familiar with. He recruited me to Fairfield back when he was the head coach there and Fairfield was my number two right behind Villanova strongly considered going there. Um, so to have a, conversation with him down the line like we had here coming into the season after that was was pretty ironic and pretty funny um but again it, it's he's got a clear vision for what he's looking for and he's doing a great job relaying that doing a great job um you know showing that he's he's here for us to to help keep us uh in line in terms of where we want to be so to, it's going to be really really awesome to to play with him and to help carry out the vision that he has for this group that's great. And kind of speaking of coaching a little bit, uh, you teach uh, with first class lacrosse with, with Deemer class, as well as a little bit with the PLL Academy. Talk about uh, your coaching career thus far and how's it been uh, kind of teaching that next generation of lacrosse players? Yeah. So, uh, so Deemer and I were teammates in Atlanta and uh, right before, you know, give you some, some background on how this came to be. Um, Deemer was doing this full time and then he had the offer to um, take on the role at, at, as the assistant coach at USC Women's Lax mm -hmm. and um, he had a bunch of gigs that were that he had committed to prior to um, booking at when he booked out his calendar prior to accepting the role so he had a bunch and I was transitioning into my full-time job it had some time between the MLL season and my job and mm -hmm. he'd ask if um, you know what my interest in coaching was and you know, kind of felt me out a little bit in terms of what, how I am as a coach. And obviously I don't want to be give back to the game in, in any sure. way possible and stay involved, especially with a, a long off season and pro lacrosse. Any way you can keep the stick in your hands is, is, uh, is one that you'll take on. So um, I helped him out with some of those gigs and we just continued along and I wanted to, to continue to grow as a coach and continue to help give back. And he offered me the opportunity to do so. Um, awesome. so we've been doing that ever since. And a lot of what I do is, um, you know, primarily in like non-hotbed markets. I've been to, uh, Kansas city and at the San Francisco, uh, been to a bunch of different places that are not nice. necessarily in the Northeast where I grew up. So to help see the, the game growing in those different places is pretty awesome. And, and Deemer is as, as committed as anybody you'll find out in lacrosse to help spread his knowledge and, um, you know, help unite a community out there that's growing and, um, you know, just as excited about the game as he is. So it's pretty, pretty great experience to be a part of. It's one that I'm grateful for, helps me keep my stick in my hands and mm -hmm. more importantly helps uh, kind of spread the knowledge and love and passion for the game that um, I had up here in the Northeast to, to some of these non-hotbed markets. You know, for sure. And we, uh, you know, appreciate what, you know, you guys are doing with first class lacrosse. I think it's, um, you know, needed more than ever now, you know, with a lot of, you know, events canceled and people having to stay inside. Uh, the online resources that you guys have are tremendous and it's grown so much. Even we interviewed Deemer last summer and, um, you know, it's night and day how much more they've added to that site um, and the resources you guys have since, um, you know, since we interviewed him last. So I, I think it's awesome. And I think it's, you know, really needed right now in this time. So it's, uh, I think you guys, what you guys are doing has been great. Yeah. Got to give credit to Matt McMahon too. He's done a, a bunch of good work helping to build out that online platform alongside Deemer. So just want to make sure his name's accounted for as well. Absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, with that, that wraps up our, our main questions though. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here, a word from our sponsor, and then we'll go into our five and five.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's show is being brought to you in part by Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine the Lost Trail, or our favorite, The Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. Better yet, if you go over to stitcher.com premium and use the promo code lacrosse today, you can get one month free. So head on over to Stitcher, sign up, and get your free trial today. All right, so welcome back. Uh, now it's time to do our 5-5 five and five segment. Uh, so I'll start off with the lacrosse questions. Christian, um, the first one I'll ask is, what are some of your top songs on your game day or workout playlist? Ooh, the top songs on my game day or Oh, I don't have anything in, in particular. Um, we I usually just trust the team DJs. We had Marcus Holmes <laughs> and Will Manning last year, and they – Half the time I spend pregame shazamming the songs that they're playing. But uh, every year I've been fortunate to have some really good ones, good DJs. So just trusting them. I don't have anything that's automatically on my on my list. Awesome. And number two, who's been your toughest matchup during your pro lacrosse career? Another loaded question. Yeah, yeah that one's going to take some thought. Um, most recently, I'd probably say... Uh, I'll go with Jared Newman in terms of like tough, toughest to go against dodging wise. He's just like so long and so athletic. Even when you think you beat him and you have a step on him, he can find a way to recover and get himself in a good position. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of dodging him, but there are definitely other guys that you know aren't necessarily coming to my name right now that are like overall end to end toughest matchups between like off ball. Um, you know, like communication and as well as that one-on-one dodging. But in terms of going at someone, he's most recently been the toughest. But Tucker Durkin, too, that guy is like a superhuman. Yeah, for sure. Uh, number three, who is your favorite lacrosse personality on social media right now? That's easy. Scotty Rogers <laughs> has been and always will be. That that guy is just instant content. He's a machine. Yeah, he brings the energy on whatever he's doing, whether he's, you know, coaching or even if it's just like, you know, doing like a just a talking post or whatever, he's he's always pumped up. Uh, number four, where's your current lacrosse stick set up in terms of shaft, head, and stringing? I've been using the same setup. Um, I have the Maverick Apollo shaft and the Maverick Tactic with String King. I go with the 2S soft mesh. Um, that's been my setup for as long as... I can remember I flipped back and forth between like the optic, um, but now I'm back to the tactic, and I'm, I'm very lucky to have Maverick help me out with whatever I need. That those guys make the best equipment in the game, and it's not even up for debate. Awesome. And then number five, what has been your favorite venue to play lacrosse at? Um, whether it's college, pros, um, you know, even internationally. I know you played for Team Italy, I think, in the 2018 games. Yeah. Um, Favorite venue? I would say Peter Barton at Denver. Mm-hmm. We played there my freshman year on a Friday night. Um, 
and we got steamrolled that was the year they won the national championship mm-hmm. but the atmosphere was electric they to small venue so they always feels like it's packed out it's loud the students are really into it they were tailgating the friday night that we were there and we had to drive our bus through it and they were you know sending <laughs> us some some funny hand signals that i won't repeat but uh it was cool it, it's one that i know the pol was hitting this summer so to get back there is going to be pretty cool Awesome. Well, that wraps up the lacrosse questions. Uh, Adam, you can take away the the off-the-field questions. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, Number one, what are some hobbies or activities uh, you enjoy doing when you're not on the lacrosse field? I know that time's probably sparse, but... (laughs) Uh, I like playing Xbox. I'm a big Fortnite guy. I play with a former team of mine, Joe Nardella. Him and I are a pretty lethal duo, so if anyone wants to challenge us, um, DMs are always open. Probably won't won't work out well for you, but you put him and I on the sticks together, and uh, you know we're, we're we're a pretty big issue. There we go. Number two, who's a non lacrosse athlete that you think would excel if they switched up and put a stick in their hand? Non lacrosse athlete that would excel. Um, I'm gonna go with Cristiano Ronaldo because okay. his finesse and his combination of the way he can like change speeds. Um, like you can see when he speeds up for a through ball versus when he's going to kind of slow down and chop his feet a little bit to beat someone. And then the way he can get in and out of his breaks, um, you give him a little bit time with a little bit of time with the stick to get used to the stick work. Um, and his change of speeds in terms of dodging someone would be pretty electric. That's the first soccer player I think we've had suggested, but I think he's a prime candidate. Yeah, absolutely. Are you a big Juventus guy? I am. Yeah, I am. Awesome. Um, all right, number three, what are some of your favorite places to go when you're back in North Jersey? Favorite places to go in North Jersey? Um, so there's um, a deli in Denville, New Jersey, not far from where I grew up, called mm-hmm. Sergio's. Makes some of the has some of the best Italian meats. Um, you know, you get the number number seven with chicken cutlet, mozzarella, and uh, roasted red pepper with prosciutto and balsamic. It's one of the best sandwiches. Um, it's a must every time I'm, I'm back in the area. Um, that was always recommended to me, and I never got a chance to go. That's a crime. Um, and then I have a dog, um, and like taking her to the got a little park in the area called the the Torn County Park. Um, so she likes to, to go through there and sniff about everything that goes on <laughs> in those woods. Um, so it's always, it's always fun to, to get her out and take her through that. But um, those are two that, that come to mind. Awesome. And kind of going off of uh, the food-related question a little bit, you might have answered already, but what's your favorite meal? And do you prefer to dine out, take out, or cook at home? Ooh, favorite meal? I'm going to go with my grandmother's chicken parm and meatballs. Can't decide between go. the two of them. Um, she's the best cook I've ever, uh, experienced. Mm -hmm. Um, I prefer to eat in with her. She lives not far from where I grew up with my family in Jersey. So, um, and whenever I'm I'm home, I'm immediately making a stop there and, and she's cooking dinner and hopefully the whole family can get out there as well. And then the holidays, she just absolutely goes off. Um, so those are some highlights for, for me in terms of food. Nice. Uh, and then the final non-lacrosse-related question, uh, kind of pertinent right now, especially with everybody uh, quarantined inside, but what's a book or maybe even a podcast you've listened to recently that you'd recommend to a friend or teammate? Um, I'm a huge college basketball fan. Um, okay. 
So I listened to John Rothstein's podcast where he has um, – I listened to there, – there's two, actually, that I would recommend. One is Rothstein's podcast where he brings coaches and players in throughout the season. He only produces them every, like, two weeks or so. Mm-hmm. But it's cool to hear the coach's perspective on, like, what's going on externally in the middle of their season. And, like, college basketball is so chaotic. There's so many yeah. good teams. They play so many games. Um, and there's so such good – talent out there like on on the floor every single night in every conference so to kind of hear how some of these coaches are handling and managing their teams um mm-hmm. in between the season um and then the second podcast and then i'll get to a book um is the lighthearted podcast my guy josh hart going over graduate who started his podcast and um with one of his high school buddies he brings on a bunch of current nba players he brings on um gamers he brings on um, like agents, guys, CEOs of different companies. And right. he kind of like, similar to what Paul does with the Unbuckled podcast, he just like gets a glass of wine out. It's completely unfiltered. You hear some of the funniest stuff mm-hmm. that you would have never expected from a lot of people that can put on a different front um, in terms of their like social and their celebrity lives that they're living. So that's a pretty good one. And then um, a book, I'm, I'm a big Nova Homer. Everybody knows I love going over. Mm-hmm. Um, so Attitude by Jay Wright tells the story of the, 16 national championship team um, and just how right something he preaches and something we tried to steal out of the basketball program's book um, when we were at Nova was just becoming like the best team that you can be throughout the season and focusing on just getting better and kind of mm-hmm. hard to do, but blocking out the wins and losses and all the external items and the metrics that are, um, you know, teams are defined by. But he tells the story about how that team um, wasn't necessarily always the most talented, but they had great leadership um, with with Ryan Archidiakono, Daniel Chefu, and take you inside that season to to when they um, kind of got over the, the monkey on their back mm. and won the Natty. Um, that's a pretty awesome book. It's one that I've actually read like two or three times, and I recommend to people. No, that's great. Um, yeah, so that wraps up our five and five. Those are some good recommendations. We'll definitely have to check those out. Um, Adam and I are both pretty big readers. Adam's probably a bigger reader than I, um, but we definitely enjoy like those type of books where it's like you know personal development, you know, especially from a sports perspective. So those are some, definitely some good recommendations. Um, with that, we have one final question, Christian. Uh, we like to ask all our guests is, what is some advice you have for a young player looking to play lacrosse professionally one day? Uh, I think just be open-minded, um, and that's that's pretty generic. But um, a lot of times we find stuff that we really enjoy doing in, in the game, whether it's scoring goals or right, like causing turnovers. And um, but sometimes like the, the team and and the environment that you're in doesn't necessarily need that type of support, or it doesn't always fit into um, what it is. And I've been a victim of like kind of being stubborn, getting in my feelings a little bit. I'm an emotional Italian guy, as a lot of people will tell you. Um, but just, like, being open-minded and you can find positives in no matter what it is um, and be open to different roles and, and different um, opportunities that present itself. And when you're open-minded, you'll find that you become more diversified as a player and as a person. And, obviously, diversification is huge. If, if you want to play pro across, um, you got to be able to play – you got to be able to do more than, than just one thing. Um, so I think if you're open-minded, it'll lead you to becoming more diverse as a player and having more in your repertoire than you initially had. 
Um, and that's going to allow you to continue to play as long as you can go as guys who can, you know, play multiple positions, play all on the ball, off the ball, um, are the ones that stick around for a long time. And it, it all starts with, again, being open-minded and being willing and able to, to try different things. No, I think that's some, some great advice for, you know, our young listeners that are, you know, aspiring to that one day. Um, well, Christian, this has been great. We really appreciate you coming on. Um, where can people find you on social media? Primarily on Instagram, uh, Christian underscore Cuccinello30. Um, I do have a Twitter. I kind of just – I'll mostly just retweet a lot of uh, going over basketball highlights and guys and <laughs> who are former Nova guys doing well in the NBA and, um, or going over lacrosse stuff as well. So I'm not too active on Twitter, a lot of retweets, but Instagram, uh, Christian underscore Cuccinello30. All right, sounds good. Well, we appreciate you coming on, Christian, and uh, best of luck with the Water Dogs this season. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Really appreciate it, guys. You just heard our interview with Christian Cucinello. Uh, if you enjoyed this interview, please leave us a review on Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you follow us on social media at Pro Lacrosse Talk or visit our website, ProLacrosseTalk.com. Finally, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode, and we hope you tune in next time to Pro Lacrosse Talk. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today's show is being brought to you in part by Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine the Lost Trail, or our favorite, The Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. Better yet, if you go over to stitcher.com premium and use the promo code lacrosse today, you can get one month free. So head on over to Stitcher, sign up, and get your free trial today.